Welcome to the Mom Village Podcast. We are three multicultural moms sharing our journey through motherhood with the Christ Center Foundation. For information and resources, visit us at our church's website at gofamilychurch.org. Or you can also email us at themomvillage at gofamilychurch.org. And please go over and follow us on Instagram at themomvillagefc. We're glad that you're here and welcome to our village. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Village. We are so happy you're joining us again for another great episode. And this time we have a great episode called Loss and Redemption, and we have a great guest with us. But before I introduce my guest, my name is Gismari Ramos, and I'm here with my ladies, like always, Kira Kelly. Hey, Village. You see, I try to do like Kira, <laughs> Kira Kelly, and Kristen Spragans. Hi, ladies. In this episode, we always say that we love and we have big joy when we get introduced people that we just are so special to our heart. And I have my friend with me, Brittany Price Brooker. My Lord, I love this lady so much. Her story is powerful, but I love her because I know her even before all this story began, mm. when she was in her single time, still worshiping the Lord and being beautiful and awesome like she always is. But I'll I'll let her introduce herself and say a little bit more about her. But Brittany, say hi to our village and tell us about yourself, where you're from, what you love to do and all that good stuff. Hey, ladies. Um, my name is Brittany. And I would say if you ask what I do, I'm a chaos coordinator. <laughs> um, so I don't know if anyone else feels like you're a professional referee or chaos coordinator, but that would kind of be what I do over here. So we have six children, so it's a little crazy at our house at all times, which that's why this is the mom village. We get the chaos, but meeting Jesus in the midst of that and then the hidden places and the mundane where he meets with us in his faithfulness. So that's a little bit about us. We enjoy being together as a family. We just, we do a lot of different ministry things as a family. My husband runs a um, widower ministry, and we are just really called to love on hurting people and families that are navigating hard things, and just to continue to reflect and speak the name of Jesus and about His faithfulness in all seasons. And tell us something about you, like like Brittany. What is some things that you like to do? Because I know you sing, but I know that because I know you. But what yeah, else? Girl. Yes, <laughs> and she has a gorgeous voice. But what else do you do? You do that you love to do that, so they can get to know you, Brittany. Yeah, so I love cooking, which sounds funny because most people, I think, in this season of life do not, but <laughs> I really love cooking because you can see a beginning and an end, mm. and it's like a creative outlet, so I love making up recipes um, and trying new things, also enjoy singing, that's been a sweet outlet that I'm very thankful for, too. And probably one of my favorite things to do is to travel and meet new people um, and see new places. Wow. That's awesome. You're a busy woman, Brittany. <laughs> so, Brittany, we have you here in the Mom Village. And as Jisma introduced, the title of this particular podcast is Loss and Redemption. And we kind of want to dig into your story. And um, I think it, it begins with Patrick. So can you tell our audience a little bit about Patrick, who Patrick is in your life and about him and his story. 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I was the girl that just was like, Jesus knows this because she knew me during this, but I had never really dated around and was waiting for God to bring me the right guy. And he did. The Lord was just so faithful and brought this amazing man of God into my life named Patrick. And so pretty soon after meeting and dating, the Lord just called us to marriage. And so we um, got married and then we had three kids in under three years. Mm. So life was crazy. He was in law enforcement and he mentored dozens of young boys. He was a Sunday school teacher, discipleship leader. Um, He helped run camps and did a bunch of different things, but then also had this law enforcement side of him, which gave him this passion, honestly, for a bunch of fatherless kids that were struggling. And the Lord just gave him this huge outlook to pour into these people and to encourage them to do right. And so he just loved the Lord and was passionate about marriage and people. And at the time in 2015, we had three kids under three and he went to work and he's 30 years old, perfectly healthy. And while he was there, I um, was at Bible study and I got a phone call And somebody on the other line was like, has Patrick been sick? He fell at work. Can you come to the hospital? And I'm thinking, okay, you know, we've had no sleep. (laughs) I mean, pretty much for three years. (laughs) And so he's probably tired or dehydrated or something. And so I even like grabbed, you know, granola bars. I'm like, oh, I know he's just cracking up with the nurses. (laughs) Like everything's going to be fine. So we get in a vehicle to get to the hospital. And when I got there, I ran as fast as I could in just to get my to my man. And I ran into a hallway with people all in it, just tons of law enforcement officers. And they pulled back a curtain and said, would you sit down? And I sat down and they said, I'm sorry, we tried everything, but um, he died and we don't know what happened. And it was just like the most shocking, crazy thing even six and a half years later, saying that out loud is just crazy that it's our reality. You know, it's still just the crazy things. It's not just a story. It's our lives. We actually have lived. And so at the age of 25 with three kids under three, I became a widow and my kids became fatherless. And we started this journey of deep loss. And it's not, you know, loss is, is so many different areas. You know, I love what Elizabeth Elliot says. She said, suffering is having what you don't want or wanting what you don't have. So I think suffering comes in all different ways. And I think with loss with a somebody, it's a it's a death of so many dreams and the reality of what your life is going to look like, the reality of what your kid's life is going to look like and their childhood and so many different things. But we started this journey of walking through the valley of the shadow of death. And we started a journey of God being greater than I ever thought he ever was before. And I knew him before, but through loss, I got to know the richness and the treasures that you get only in the darkness and only when you hit the rock bottom. And so that was six and a half years ago. And the Lord has just been so sweet and faithful to um, see us through and sustain us in the valley. Brittany, I'm listening and I have all these things I want to ask you, but I'm, I'm going to ask you what's what's on the paper right now. And I, I am curious, you know, when I listen to this story about Patrick and how he passed away and your thinking and your thought process on your way to the hospital and your 
it's it's not lighthearted, but you're not concerned. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you get there and realize, man, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And then you heard the unthinkable. So you didn't even really have any ramp up time. You know, your husband wasn't dying of cancer and, yeah. you know, or, or things like that where you kind of know that it's coming. You were just knocked between the eyes. Yeah. And yet you're talking about how the Lord has taught you so much through all of this, through this grief and through this loss. And I'm just curious, you know, what are some of the biggest things that you think you have learned through through this loss journey and that you would be willing to share with our village? And then my second question is advice that you have for people that are walking through and have experienced loss. You know, all, all three of us around uh, this podcast table have have lost our dads. And that was so difficult for all of us for a lot of different reasons. But even losing a father is like a normal part of life. You know, yes, you expect at this stage of life. Yes, yeah. at this stage in life, you expect to bury your parents at some point. But what would you say to the, to the listeners who have buried the unthinkable, a spouse, a child, where it just feels so upended and so wrong in the scheme of life? Yeah. So what have you learned? And then what can you share with those who are walking your path? Yeah. Well, first of all, I just want to tell you, ladies, I'm sorry for what you've walked through. And I'm sorry that that is your story and that you're navigating loss and pain. Because I know that's hard and it's tender and it's a tender season of holidays coming up and navigating that. So I'm so sorry for that. I would say probably just the greatest thing that I can think of that I learned through loss is Psalms 119, which is one of my favorite passages in scripture. It just talks about what the word of God is. And it is the longest passage in scripture because the word of God is so rich and so precious and so treasured. But in that it says, I would have perished in my affliction if it wasn't for your word. Mm. And so one of the greatest things that happened to me through loss is the word of God literally became life to me. Mm. And I had studied the word before, but I'm telling you, like I would have perished Mm. if I didn't have the hope that came from the word. And so, so many nights when I text my babies in bed and they'd be crying for their daddy and say, why can't he be there? And asking questions, did he die in pain? I mean, it's crazy the Mm. things they come up with as toddlers, even asking these questions, but I would go in my living room and I would just lay before the Lord and I would just weep and say, God, I cannot do this. Like, why did you call me to this? Why did you call my kids to this? You know, and I would give him all those why questions. And then I'd open his word and say, God, would you speak? And I'm telling you, every time that we go before the Lord in humility saying, we cannot do this apart from you, Jesus, you have to show up. Mm-hmm. God, speak through your word. He will meet you where you are. And I can't tell you how many times that he gave me enough hope through his living word to make it through another day enough. I mean, he brought me to passages like I will not die, but I will live and proclaim the goodness of God. Like God just gave me that or I will believe in the goodness of God in the land of the living. And I remember reading that passage. I mean, how many times has that been sung in songs? I mean, we all know that passage, right? But it dawned on me when I read it, it said the land of the living. What? I'm supposed to see God's goodness here in the land of the living? Like, how is that even possible when I'm experiencing death? And I started taking the word of God and the promises he gave me and saying, God, I believe this. And will you show this that this will be true? 
and kind of like holding God to his promises. And so I think there's so many things that we can learn and lost, but one of the greatest things is the faithfulness of God and that his word is true, that he is greater, literally greater than anything. Like he is so much better than our life being comfortable. He is so much greater than our life going the way it's supposed to be. I'm telling you the name and the greatness and the person of Jesus is so much better and greater than anything. And he really is enough. And I think before when you have all the things that create a comfortable life, that it's easy to kind of have him in the back corner. But when you lose all your comfort, any security that you had and all you are falling back on is the cornerstone, the rock, of ages and when you fall you are falling in his arms and he is enough to hold you that changes the way you live and as a result it has totally changed me and I and I pray and I still struggle you know it's been six and a half years and even though I've experienced death and just the reality of heaven and eternity I still struggle so much like everybody else of trying to live in this world but not of it not to get tied down with the comfort that this world has to offer but to continually I'm having to continually confess sin and fix my eyes on Jesus and say Lord help me to run fixing my eyes on you help me to go towards eternity and not to focus on these things that this world can so easily entangle us with. So just just following up on that, as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, we're, we're speaking specifically today about loss, you know, death. And yet a lot of what you just talked about, Brittany, about running to God's word, trusting him for who he is and that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. That is applicable to us, whether we experience loss through death or sometimes we experience loss of loss of life as we thought it would be. Absolutely. Whether it's, you know, through divorce or broken relationships or wayward, ho- hopefully temporarily so, but wayward children. But all of that is true no matter what type of loss you're experiencing in the words that you have shared this morning and that are shared in his scripture are real and true for all of us. They are. And we've got to press into him. And that's a thing that, you know, so often when we're going through painful situations and like you said, you know, you can be going through loss and it's not a loss of a person. It could be the loss of what you thought your life would look like. It could be a loss of a relationship. There's marriages that are falling apart all around us. And on the outside, it looks fine. And on the inside, these people are dying inside, you know? And so we are, there's, when you look around at people, everyone is either in pain or just got out of pain or is about to enter a painful season because that's part of the journey of life, which is hard. But I think one of the things that so often we don't want to feel pain and it's really hard to go there. I mean, I don't know if anybody else feels that way. Welcome to our village. Comfortable, you know, and it's awkward for people to want to enter pain too. But with that is so often we want to fill the pain with other things. And so, you know, and you can always hear people say, you know, you can fill the pain with drinking or with sleeping around or, you know, they do these big things, but the reality is you can fill your pain with good things too. And you're still feeling and avoiding it. And so I feel like the Lord when I was grieving and to not feel the pain and allow God to enter the pain that we are feeling and surrendering this, you know, feeling of loneliness, this feeling of abandonment or, you know, whatever it is and allowing God to meet us right where we are instead of trying to avoid the pain or fill it with other good things. But 
the reality is God's put you in that season and there's something that we can only learn and we can only grasp that is from that season. And that's why God has us there. So Brittany, you talked about right now how you guys are feeling those gaps. And I remember one time you share, you know, you do a lot of things to kind of help your kids navigate this loss. Will you share some of the things like I know you guys have albums that has pictures of Patrick and, um, and sometimes you guys, you know, have this quiet time with one-on-one that you can talk about Patrick and kind of help them because there are people that were part of your life. And even though they're not here right now, you know, we still, you know, remember and they're part of their lives, you know, is, is their earthly father. Can you share with, with us some of those things that you guys do on regular basis? Because I know there's a lot of moms that are navigating this either with the loss of a child that was never, you know, completely, you know, brought up in the womb or even a child that was already born, but it's not here right now. You know, what are some of the things that you do with your kids that I know it can help some of our mom village kind of navigate loss, you know, a little bit easier? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first thing that I'll say is you reach a point sometimes where you just need help. And so mm-hmm. if that's you and you feel your kids are in a hard, hard place, it's okay to get help. We did counseling. We still do counseling. In fact, I called the other day because we hit a stage where I'm like, okay, we actually need some more help right now. And so I think being humble enough to say, no, I need some help with mm-hmm. people, you know, professional Christian counselors that help can help us navigate them. But I think one of the good big things is that we have to model what grief looks like. And we want to model what healthy grief looks like. And scripture says that we do not grieve as those without hope. And so one of the big things is to acknowledge their grief, have empathy for where they are, but also to remind them of the hope that we have. Because if we stay in that spot of just empathy and the pain, which is, again, so important to acknowledge it, cry with your kids, feel it with the kids. Absolutely. But if we leave it there, then we lose the perspective that God is trying to get us in the pain. And so from there, from acknowledging the pain, walking through the pain, that is when we can then just bring their eyes up to what they do have and given the perspective of heaven. And one of my favorite things is that walking through loss, I could tell the kids when we went to go visit his grave that daddy is actually more alive now than ever because of the amazing gift of Jesus. And so this is not the end because Jesus made a way that this is not the end. And so, so many opportunities that we have when we're navigating just hurt and pain that we can actually use it in order to change our perspectives and to teach our kids about the gift of eternity in heaven and Jesus and the gift of the gospel. And so we need to be scared, make sure that we are careful to always, you know, meet them where they are, but always shift our perspective towards heaven in the midst of it. What are some routines that you guys do to kind of encourage the memory without staying there like you were saying because we don't want to stay in that memory and then bring up wounds unnecessarily but what are some of the things that you guys do to kind of still you know remember those loved ones you know yeah yeah so our home is a very open home so we want our kids to be able to talk about anything that's on their heart at all times and so because we've created an environment for that we talk about Patrick and Lindsay all every day at our house it's always brought up at different times and we just make it very common the kids have pictures and memories we show them videos and it's just a constant conversation because kids do fear that they're going to forget about somebody or forget what the sound of their voice sounded like and honestly adults feel 
feel that same way, but kids have the boldness to say it, you know? So that's one of the things that we do. And then one of my mentors, Lori Apon, who lost her husband when she had eight kids, which is crazy. And she gave me this amazing idea that I took from her. But on those special, we call them remembrance days, the days that they went to heaven. We do some intentional things because we always want to have those as stones of remembrance, not just of that person and the amazing person that they are and how much we miss them, but also the way that God has been to us and how God had fathered my kids. And so we get balloons on those days. We get a dark color balloon and a light color balloon. The light color balloon is a sweet memory or of that person. And also something that you remember the goodness of God through that situation. And so they walk around until they can think of something or if there's something they need to release, that's just thank you. It's something that makes them happy. Right. And they can release that balloon. And then we get the dark lens out and we say, is there anything that is dark in your heart, in your mind that you need to release to God? Is there any pain or bitterness or anger that you need to release to God on this day for that particular person? And so they will walk around and boy, those kids have things they want to release and it's just a physical representation of giving those over to God and releasing those. And that's one of the things that we do every year on specific days. I love that. I love that you, even in the midst of your personal pain and brokenness and grief, you're being so continually intentional with your children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that that's a huge part of, of godly motherhood, right? Is that we are intentional about always pointing them to to the Father. And so I admire that about you and it encourages me as a mom to keep keep at it no matter no matter what my children are experiencing, keep pushing them to the Father. You know, Brittany, one one of the things about grief and pain is you you grieve what was, but you also have a lot of fear sometimes about what is going to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we want God to like sky right, like okay, I know this is really awful right now, but don't, but hang on because this is going to happen soon. And if He would do that, we would be, we would feel like we would be so much better off. Like we could kind of hang on during the dark times. He actually does that in Scripture, though, right? Like we do know the end game here. We know that yeah. one day He is going to make everything right. right. But I just mean in the in the in between, the we want to know like <laughs> what what's going to happen day to day. And He just doesn't do that. And, and as you've already alluded to and, and said through the Scripture, that we just have to trust Him for today, and sometimes for this minute, and so, or this hour. He is faithful, and He continues to be mm-hmm. faithful. But he did. Yeah, but it's like manna, you know? Yes. I, you know, manna, and this is just something that sometimes we can read scripture and be like, oh, yeah, that's a great story. But the reality is, if God gave us the grace for an entire year of grief, it would be where we would get puffed up and we yeah. would get the glory, right? Mm-hmm. But God gives us manna for each day, and we are so desperate for Him that it is only him and him alone that sustains and does it. And he really does give us the manna for each day. I look back at that season and I think I literally have no idea how, how we did it. I had no idea how I was nursing a baby in the middle of the night and waking up with the two toddlers and living by myself and all the different things. But I can look back and I say, Jesus, only Jesus. Like the only way I'm alive right now and my kids are alive and healthy is because of Jesus. And you cannot take any credit because it is the sustaining manna of Jesus that sustains you. And so, and he does get the glory when it's that way. 
That yeah, that's so true. And then and but then he he did do something in your life. You know, he he got you through those dark times and he continues to get you through through the dark times that come. But he he did that in a, in a flesh form and he brought someone into your life to help you and the children. T- tell us who Daniel is. Yeah, absolutely. So several years after um, my husband went to heaven, you know, it's one of those things that when you were in situation, like when you're pregnant, all of a sudden you notice, wow, has there always been this many pregnant people in the world? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean? I do. We all do. And now you're like, wow. So when you walk through loss, it's the same thing. It's like, has there always been this many people hurting Mm -hmm. and so many people walking through loss? And so God just kept bringing all these hurting hearts my way. And I'm like, Lord, I've got nothing to say except for Jesus is holding me. He's going to hold you. And so in the process, God brought this family into my life that was just going through an unimaginable loss. And there was a widower that was reaching out to the same family. And so we were reaching out to the same family at the same time. His name was Daniel Brooker, and he, his wife had passed away of cancer, just a, a young, amazing woman. And they had two adopted children from two different families. And so that's a whole story in itself. And so through that, God started to grow this friendship and eventually moved into a relationship. And so the Lord gave me this amazing man, and we got married, and he just loves the Lord. And we always say it's crazy because it's not our past that brought us together. It's the vision for the future that brought us together and just our hearts for eternity. And he understood what I was going through and made a way and room and space for Patrick and him and my kids and all that and understands the craziness of our life. And mm-hmm. so the Lord brought this amazing man in. And so we got married and we had five kids and the oldest was six. And y'all, I thought I was tired with three kids. Oh my word. When entering, <laughs> you know, I became a mom of five kids in a second when you say I do. And the Lord has been faithful to walk us through navigating and shepherding five hurting hearts in the process. And then just such a gift that I never could imagine that Lord had in mind to bring me such an amazing husband. And we have a sweet, sweet marriage that the Lord has been so kind to give us. So what what are some scripture that you you can share with us that you know or a bible verse that has been vital you know in this journey you know walk through yeah. through even before Daniel or through Patrick Daniel and and, and right now cuz you know our our stories and our lives has an end so we yep. need scriptures every day but um what are some of those you know we always i feel like all oh, all of us three sitting here, we have those Bible verses that we go back or those Bible studies that, that we know we can read over and over. And those are the ones that kind of fills our heart. But for people that walk through loss, you know, you share Psalms 119. If there's any other that has been, you know, pivotal in this loss journey. Yeah, I mean, there's so many, but uh, Psalms is my favorite. I mean, that's where I parked down because <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but sometimes in the Christian world, people are like, everything's fine. And they don't want to admit that it hurts or (laughs) that it's painful. And I am just very real of like, no, this is real life people. And so one of my favorite things about Psalms and is, is it's so real about the pain, but it's so real about the hope of Jesus. And so throughout it, David will say, God, why have you forsaken me? Where have you gone? Why don't I feel you? Why don't I see you? And then he says, but you are 
a glory in the lifter of my head, but you, oh God, have been this to me. And so I think that's such a good example for us to go to scripture is to be honest, give God the pain, give God the questions, give him the anger that we have, and yet also hold on to the truth. But you, God, are this, Mm -hmm. but I trust in you because of this. And so that's one of my favorite passages. Also, Job's, you know, so many times people are like, we should never ask why ask God why. Well, the reality is that is a process that you have to go through with loss is asking the question why. And even Jesus on the cross said, why God have you forsaken me? Mm -hmm. Which I think is just sweet that that's in scripture because it just shows us the reality of God being our suffering savior. And he even like just demonstrating that that was precious. But Job asked why so many different times in scripture. And yet at the end of the book, he said, I have heard about God, Mm. but now I have seen God. Mm. And that is where we want to be. We don't want to just hear about God. We want to see the goodness of God in the land of of the living. We want to know that he is real and true. And so there's so many different instances in scripture where God showed up and he cared for people. And, you know, it's not always in these big, huge moments. A lot of the times, my most precious moments with Jesus, nobody would have ever known about. They were when I was driving my minivan, having my sunglasses on so my kids couldn't see how much I was crying and I would feel I mean, feel heaven come down in that car mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. feel the reality of Jesus being near to the brokenhearted. And that's the faithfulness of God as he meets us in the dark places where nobody else can reach and nobody else can know. But you know what? We have a God who sees, a God that cares, and a God that knows about everything that we are facing. And we are never alone because of the truth of that. Brittany, I love I love that you share that because you don't have to walk be walking through loss to understand and feel what you're saying. You know, every mom in this room, every mom in this community and this village understands that, you know, just being a mom, which is such a blessing, you know, we have those moments that we just sit down and, 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 and like you said, in random times or in the most unheard places when the Lord is just ministering to your heart in a way that you never thought or imagined. But even what the world is going on right now through COVID and 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 work and and everything, there's so many things happening in the world right now, economically and in the social world, everything. There's so much that our world needs to hear right now. This the word of God and how it's okay to ask the why. It's okay because we have a Lord and Heavenly Father that answers all the questions. We're so thankful for your time and and your heart. Um, And we cannot wait to hear more about your story. Ladies, any more questions before we close here? Okay. So we have part two and we have more with Brittany. Stay tuned because her story doesn't end here, people. There's more, more to tell. That's what it's called, loss and redemption. So we have more to talk with Brittany. So stay tuned for part two. But this has been part one. And the ladies, we're going to sign off. Are you ready to sign off with us, Brittany? One, two, three. Bye. Bye.